0: Hello. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to yet another episode of Fun but Heavy. Here we are.
1: My name is Jaleesa. I just thought of s'mores. <gasps> What a beautiful combo, yeah!
0: Wow. You know what? I got it. I have a controversial on take. the beach. Go ahead. Oh my
1: god! We look at Ani and her hot takes.
0: Like, well, <laughs> here's the thing. I I am like a classic kind of gal where like less is best. I want to taste what I'm tasting and not over taste something in particular. I yeah. find that people put far too much emphasis on the chocolate in a s'mores. When I think a chocolate, there should be chocolate in it always, but it. But it doesn't need to be as much as people put it put in.
2: How many, how many squares? It's like usually the Hershey's, right? At least that's my like
0: yeah, childhood yeah.
2: experience. I
0: like like two squares, a really perfectly roasted marshmallow where it is like it is hot, so it melts the chocolate because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't melt the chocolate, yeah. which is a huge problem. <laughs> like these are we the pressing to, issues in our this. society right now. So really, they are. They are. I mean, make the perfect s'more or get the fuck out of here. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, leave the planet, please. Just walk into a different dimension of
0: And that's worse. That. Anyway. My name is Kelly. Hi, Kelly. I was thinking recently
2: about how Beyonce, do you remember Beyonce's alter ego? Sasha Yes. Fierce? Okay, this doesn't make any sense. Okay. I'm upset because Sasha Fierce is basically, like, I feel like, Sasha Vierce, like Beyonce is even more like they're the same person. They can't be your alter ego. Yeah, but right? she got nervous. That's why like she the, So she's
1: in interviews. She's I think they made that. So because the, she never did interviews and in an interview, she was like a shy little butter stick. And so I think they made this alter ego to explain why she could be that way on stage, but she couldn't speak.
2: Oh interesting I I really enjoy Beyonce Like in a general way I just thought that was so. I was like you can't have an Your alter ego is supposed to be different than who you are (laughs) And it's like Beyonce is super fierce Like she's like Well that's
0: I mean that's Sasha fierce But maybe she's not that way In day to day day -day life I think
2: Yeah in day to day life I think she's
1: much more subdued Okay She says something comes over her on stage Which is why there's also all these conspiracies About her
0: (laughs) Yeah Yeah. I mean, we all have alter egos. We all have sub personalities. It's like, this is literally, it's what we're like. Yeah. We're all different versions of ourselves. That would
2: be a good, I would love to do an episode on that concept, like self alter Alter egos. egos. I mean,
0: literally every single thing you think you are is just a alter ego because, and that's the thing is like, everyone's like, oh, kill your ego. When I'm like, every single part of you is. You would die. An ego state. Like, yeah. Right. Like, I'm like, every single part of you is an ego state. Like, that's – I mean, that's what I do in my coaching is, like, we find the part of you, like, that can support you in getting what you desire and the part of you that feels fucking terrified of it. They're two different parts of you. And mm-hmm. it's so nice to, like, actually see it as different versions of yourself and alter egos or sub personalities rather than this big amorphous truth that you're at war with constantly.
2: You yeah. Know? Um it
0: It's a lot more a
2: empowering to just – that's, yeah, like, I, when I work with people, I'm always saying, like, what you want and desire is inside of you. It's not, it's not outside of you. Like, you, we just tap into, it's so empowering to know that instead
0: of being like, I have to become new. It's
2: like, no, you yeah. just
0: tap into what's already there. That phrase is so funny though. Like it's already inside of you. That literally makes me want to put my head through a window sometimes. Oh, <laughs> I
2: use it all the time. Because
0: because I'm like, well, this is why okay, I'm that's great. I love to hear that, but like, I really want this and I can't understand how mm-hmm. it's correlated. So there's like, there's like from getting from point A to point B and it always actually well, ends Anya up being I just want you to you. close
2: your eyes. I want <laughs> I you to take a deep breath in. And go ahead and tune into I'm like a clenching couch. my butt cheeks
0: right now for some, un- I don't know. It's like my defense mechanism. Um, no, my point is, is that like it always ends up being inside of me because it's like literally like that's the, that's the process, but it never actually feels that way.
2: It is beginning. kind of
0: annoying if you're in a certain state. And I'm just, that's just my, per- I'm an Aries moon. So I get annoyed with everything. So anyway. Um, my Taurus is in Jupiter, so. My oh my God, target. stop it. <laughs> You know, we should also no, do Kelly, an episode on our big three and, and
1: see. Yeah, that. Kelly tried to describe someone talking to astrology about her earlier. She goes, it's across from my now? I don't know. <laughs> this is my favorite way that is I've so ever cool. heard astrology described. It's across from my now. Okay.
2: It's like across it's hitting me now, now and from my across. son is who I am plus <laughs> the Pisces and the... And the nice.
0: <laughs> Well, this is you know relevant to our topic today because
2: yeah, but you haven't introduced yourself.
0: Oh hey, I'm Um, nice to meet you. Like I don't know, my fun fact is that like, that's my fun fact. Um, I don't know. I don't know. My fun fact is that I think that s'mores should have two Hershey squares. Mm-hmm. We're going with that. <laughs> and also, wow. I'm an Aries moon. There you go. Um, so okay. this is relevant because I actually got, I got, I, I got feedback once, you know, today we're talking about spiritual bypassing take two. Um, cause I, I had somebody once tell me that I was using astrology as a way to bypass. That was something that happened. Now these people didn't know me. Um, and we were in a little bit of a kerfuffle and, uh, I never actually had a full-on conversation with them in my life, so I don't really know how they deduced that. But I think they just assumed that astrology equals bypassing because a lot of the time I think that it's easy to go there. And I think a lot of people do use astrology as a way to bypass things. They're like, oh, well, you know, my Mercury is in Gemini, so I just lie all the time, you know? Like that's not how astrology works, um, nor is it an excuse to be – Anything other than what you want to be um, it 's simply a tool for perspective um, so i I just want to preface this conversation that we're revisiting this well, my desire to revisit this is that we talked about spiritual bypassing um, last summer and you know, we've it's all, all died and been
1: reborn eighteen times. Since yes. Then.
0: Yes. <laughs> and my thing is, is that now I feel like the conversation of spiritual bypassing has gotten a bit too in the other direction. Um, and I don't think some of the things that we're saying is spiritual bypassing is spiritual bypassing. I actually, I'm going to say that with a bit more confidence. I don't think some of the things that we are saying is spiritual bypassing is actually spiritual bypassing. I've, I think yes. that people are entitled to have their own experience. And as long as you're not projecting it onto anyone else's experience and telling anybody what their fucking business is, it's not anybody else's business to tell you what your business is. Yes. So let's take it from here. Go ahead, So I can tell you're all fired. God bless.
1: Oh no, I'm not off I was supporting you and being oh, fired up thank you. <laughs> um, yeah I think uh, I think you're right. I think that <laughs> if we can't use spirituality as a tool to, to get through what it is to be on this planet, what is the point mm-hmm. What is the point of using it when it's just fun and cute and doing a little love spell what is the point? If you can't use it, to understand your deep trauma. You can't use it to understand your experiences here on earth that aren't fun, that aren't easy, that aren't um, always palatable and that aren't always straightforward. Then, mm-hmm. then what is the point? Like, especially because of all the backlash you get from being spiritual. Yeah. You know? it's like, you know, why, why do we have rules around what you can and can't apply it to? I think, I mean, I remember when we first did this topic, Kelly was like, I don't really
2: know what spiritual bypassing is. I'm still here being like, wait, what is it again?
1: <laughs> and I still, f- and I feel similar. Cause I think what I've seen it used as is when people are in a trauma response about how someone else is using their spiritual practice. Hmm. It's when people are like, it triggers me for you to use it that way. Hmm. <laughs> what do you guys
2: think? Can
1: you give a more specific example? Yeah. So, um... Mm. Go there. Ooh. She gave me permission. <laughs> I just thought of pumpkin pie. I'm really on a dessert thing tonight. Okay. Um, it's not nighttime. So I'm thinking maybe of someone saying... Um, be, like, even the, the idea of being triggered being a, a spiritual lesson or a spiritual opportunity. Mm-hmm. And someone could be like, no, being triggered is about trauma. It's, a, it's like, you know, you're that person who's wanting to attack someone for the way that they're perceiving their life and the way they approach yeah. spirituality and triggers in their life is from a triggered place as being like, no, 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 because that's not helpful for me. So I don't want it to be helpful for you. Like, it's this weird thing where it's like, well, if I can't access that or, like, I feel like I don't have access to that yet, so I don't want you to have access to it or to give other people access to it because it freaks me out.
0: Yeah. Mm. I mean, Kelly, do you mind if I jump in? Go for it. Okay. Um, So here's where it gets tricky, right? Like, if you're chalking up certain things, like, there's a difference between, like, how do I, if you're chalking up certain things to um, evade responsibility, right? Like this, we were talking about it in the context last time of like specifically societal um, experiences. Like we were, that was right after the murder of George Floyd and the rise of like spiritual bypassing happened in a lot of spiritual communities. Things like saying we are all one and and ignoring... um systemic oppression, like all of the, and racism in our country, that is a very real thing. And that's not what I'm talking about here. That is, to me, is bypassing. When you are refusing to look at the fabric of our society and what your role is, is in it and how you can show up in it and do better. Um, yeah, that's important to acknowledge, right? And it's, that's, if you're not doing that and, the, and it's not in your consciousness, it's something you need to look at, Right the world is changing. We got to change it. It, the, the, it has to happen. What I'm specifically referring to is what you were saying, Julisa, around like your own lived experiences, especially with hard things. And I would never project my – like I choose to spiritualize my trauma I would never project that onto another person. I don't think that necessarily the trauma is this big um, blessing or anything like that. Like, you know, no, no, no. I think that it's a teacher in my experience. And I think that the teacher was really shitty, but I'm a great fucking student. And the, the there's what the real magic is, is like the, af- the aftermath of that. And how like certain things can take you so far out of your experience, and like when you come back home, like that to me is real big magic. And um, I choose to see my hard experiences as initiations because at the end of the day, human beings are we're we're meaning-making machines. Our brains are constantly searching for meaning; they're constantly looking to understand and perceive the world and this lens helps me perceive the world in a way that feels supportive to me and it helps me to have power and agency in a time where i didn't so if i projected that into onto someone else like i would ne- i think i said this in a past episode i would never project that onto a client i would never say like that happened because you chose it like i don't think i chose my trauma i don't think i manifested my trauma i don't think anything like that i think that those like the hardest things of my life, like when life kicked my ass and I was not okay, like that was the beginning for me, not the end. And so I choose to see it that way. And not even that I choose to, that's just how I see it. And that was what happened. And um, it doesn't always happen that way, but that's my experience. And I think that if somebody tried to tell me, well, you're bypassing," I'm like, well, to me, bypassing would be if I ignored the very real emotions and like integrating the trauma afterwards. And I was like, nope, everything's fine. I'm fine, you know, which I did at one point. I totally did that at one point. And now, you know, having seen the way this trauma has impacted my life, seeing how it like created these um, experiences in my head that were very subconscious for a long time, unraveling all that, integrating the emotion that's not fucking bypassing to me, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, what this is making me think of is how, okay, I'm going to read this real quick. This is a article called Spiritual Bypassing, but it has a little bit of a background on. So the, the term spiritual bypassing was coined by psychologist John Wellwood in 1984 Uh, he worked in transpersonal psychology, which is like the integration of spirituality and psychology. Um, and he saw that many people in his Buddhist community were using spiritual, spiritual ideas and practices to avoid facing unresolved emotional issues and psychological wounds. Um, and this is a quote that I'm going to end with when we are spiritually bypassing, we are often. We often use the goal of awakening or liberation to rationalize what I call premature transcendence, trying to rise above the raw and messy side of our humanness before we have fully faced and made peace with it. And what it makes me think of when you're talking, Ani, is how I, like my own sort of spirituality of the last few years, which was very different before that, It like it didn't I never, I didn't encounter things that were trying to take me out of my body. And I'm realizing how that, like our experience of spirituality includes so much of this work where we're working with our bodies, where we're working yeah. with trauma in our bodies, where we're working with emotions and feelings and sensations. And how I think before, like Jessa Reed talks about this a little bit, like before the, before us like there was a lot of yeah like rise above like go beyond meditate into bliss Mm -hmm. and we love meditation we love rising above things but also like there's no there's no growth without pain I don't think Um, because I think like the biggest flex is learning how to work with pain and how to which is totally Buddhist. Like suffering isn't Mm -hmm. pain. It's suffering is the, what is it? Suffering is like the, your experience of pain Mm -hmm. Um, being bad or being, you know, like excruciating, which, oh man, there's a cycle of so many things. Yeah. So I think of just how, oh, this feels more integrated into my own spiritual life that it's like healing trauma is deeply spiritual and Doing shadow work and working with these, these darker pieces of myself and these very human, messy parts, is such spiritual work, and there and it's also so beautiful. Like, there's no, I wouldn't want to change anything about my own life. You know, mm-hmm. spiritual bypassing. So yeah, even in this moment, I'm like, okay, this is. We taught, yeah, because when we talked about it before we were it was like right after george floyd and we were talking a lot about white supremacy and how and that's actually that is kind of hitting uh hitting a bit now in my own personal experience which maybe I'll come back around but
1: pew, pew, pew. i want to hear what you're what do you
2: mean um so i'm in this like uh container where one of the like leaders sort of made a post about um about how white people have trauma and, like, that were also indigenous. And, yeah, and then it just kind of, like, spiraled. And in this group, there was a lot of people being like, whoa, this is some... Um, and this person is, is white. Uh, and it was very would i conti- would i consider that spiritual
0: bypassing i would personally yeah
2: yeah cuz it was it was emphasizing um it's so there are so many pieces to it actually but ultimately it was this thing of like, well, the medicine is is like the most important thing and we need, it was like we need to rise above racism as a, mm-hmm. as a construct, which I think is, I think it's an interesting, like I've been sort of thinking differently about different constructs within anti-racism lately and that feels like fertile ground. Um, but yeah, so this was just, was kind of like, it was, it was a, yeah, a full on like, no, like we need to like, beyond this, racism is continuing to like, talking about it keeps it here, which there, wow, there's so many different things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was actually a really good example of spiritual
0: Like bypassing. a perfect example of spiritual bypassing, honestly. Yeah, I wish I could like go back and
2: I'm, I don't want to read it, but yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: I actually don't think we can tell anyone else that they're bypassing, that they're spiritually bypassing. I think that, like, only that person knows what's unintegrated Mm -hmm. for them. And I realized this from experiencing it, where I was like, oh, when I say this thing that maybe seems like I'm spiritual bypassing, I'm not. I've come to this conclusion through doing the hard work, through having gone through all other avenues, mm. and found this to be the truth of my experience right now. In this instance, I am definitely spiritual bypassing uh, because I am trying to jump to the spiritual conclusion without processing the pain of yeah. what I'm experiencing as a human right now. And um, but if I po- I could post both things on Instagram and people could you know could uh, identify with the one where I identify as being spiritual as spiritual bypassing as being a a great truth and then the other one I could be attacked for spiritual bypassing and and you know flayed for it and I and it's that's not accurate in my system and because it's so fascinating about the term coming from psychology is like it is about the individual system and the way that the individual system is Mm -hmm. processing so it's like I don't think this is a term that we can use to do play the woke Olympics.
0: Mm. um, like well, my thing is, like you're saying, if it's an individual, it's different than a collective scale. I think it is important to address bypassing like as if you're speaking on collective issues, like issues in the collective, speaking mm-hmm. about societal issues, like you're putting your opinion out there and people are going to respond. And like, you know, that to me, if like, it's exactly what we're saying about like the system, like your like the, the how am I, I'm like tripping all over my words right now because I'm getting too excited. Um, my thing is, is like, you know, spiritual bypassing is when you don't really integrate the emotions and the pain and the trauma but you just spiritualize it to not feel those things, right? On a collective scale, it's like spiritualizing the things that are traumatic in society and not doing the minutia of integrating the the shit, right? So I think that it's important to call things bypassing Um, when you're projecting it onto others, right? So like we've all, I think we've all had teachers that have done things and said things that were very bypassy. Like my, I always tell the story of like the teacher who was like, don't feel rage because you're causing the California wildfires after I was, um, someone had broken into my room and tried to get into my bed, right? Like I was feeling rage. I was feeling terror. I was feeling all these things. And like she tried to shut it down and that's bypassing, right? Like she, like that. I was young, I was very impressionable, and you know, I, um, I ended up processing that rage six years later in a breath work practice, you know. So, bypassing is real, it's a real thing, and I think that the majority of people who are on the spiritual path now are very much so aware. Of at least in our sphere, like I mean, when we say like spiritual, and we talk about this a lot, like new age and spiritual, like there's so many different fucking facets and places mm-hmm. where I don't even know. But like I would say, the, the circles I run in, like there's not a whole lot of bypassing happening. Um, and I also have compassion on an individual level for people who are, you know, love and lighting things because I've never met anybody who was love and light, who didn't experience a horrendous, horrendous trauma. Like, it's not just, it's not like la la la, like everything, you know, they, it, they haven't seen, they haven't not seen the fucking underbelly of the fucking world. And I work with a lot of people who are recovering love and lighters um, because they realize like, oh shit, like the veil gets lifted at some point. And it's always because they were like, only have felt the darkness in their life. And so it was like a frantic grab mm-hmm. for some sort of fucking hope on this planet, right? Like I we shouldn't. I I, ne- I never like to use the word shouldn't. Like my thing is is like there's no fucking reason to like attack people for their way of coping with things. Like you know, if it's a leader who is teaching deep shadow work, which is what Kelly and I are talking about with this teacher who kind of like was posted this very ignorant thing, like. There's a difference between like being like, hey, like that's not okay. You have a platform. Um, you are a teacher. People are turning to you. Like you have a blind spot. Let's talk about it, right? And what I'm seeing is that like somebody will post something about their own experience, and people will comment on it and be like, "This is bypassing. This is blah blah blah." And I think that's completely inappropriate because how people choose to deal with their trauma is their fucking business. You know, it's not like they're saying like, everybody who's experienced this, this is what it means for you. You know, like, I just don't know where it's ever okay to interject into someone's experience because that could be like the only thing kind of holding them together right now. And our system will, when it's ready, tends to open up and you will feel what you need to feel, you know, um. And people can say what I talk about is spiritual bypassing, the magic of the mess. I like I am spirituality for the messy bitches, right? Like I talk about the fucking power of when your life blows up, and it's like you know I talk about all the time how I thought it was like this revolutionary concept that I created. Turns out like it's a whole like Buddhist thing, like it's like thousands and thousands of years old. Um, I started reading the book when things fall apart, um, which talks about that and. Like, yeah, those moments, I don't really feel the need to be like, that was the biggest blessing of my life, you know, because I've spent a lot of years, like, having crippling fucking anxiety and not being able to, like, leave my room and hating myself. So, like, that sucks, you know. I'm not, like, thankful for that at all. I could have been doing other things. And it is what started my spiritual journey is when I've had these big fucking things happen to me. And even with this last big hit that I had last year, like I'm still recovering, you know? I'm still fucking recovering from that mess. And I don't even want to get into what it was. It is what it is. Like my whole life blew up and it was really fucking hard and so disorienting. And I've never felt anything so hard in my life. And I've also, this is the first time in my life where I feel truly, truly home in my body. You know, so, like, both things can be true. Like, I didn't ask for it. I didn't manifest it. I don't think people manifest their fucking trauma. I, it's just not my belief. Um, but, like, some of us are just, you know, good. You, we're, we're good students. I think human beings are good students. And you can take a real shit lesson and make some fucking magic from it. And it ultimately brings you on a new adventure. Anyway, that was a whole dialogue, so.
2: Monologue. I Do you think say. it's spiritual bypassing that I like? Like the story I came up with about my cat leaving, and how it was like actually a spiritual guy trying to teach me about abandonment. Like, is that?
0: Well, why don't you why don't you tell tell the story for the listeners, and we'll we'll unpack. So I got a cat
2: last winter. Um, I'm a big animal person. Very excited. It was an old old boy. He was ten years old, and he. I just felt myself, I f- it felt like something was taking over my body and I opened the door and I let him out and he scurried out after being home for two weeks, which is like how long you're supposed to wait if you're going to let the cat be an outside cat. And I think he he was a stray, so he like knew how to, you know, knew how to roll on the streets, but he didn't come back. And for like two months, I waited and like prayed <laughs> And I feel like this is just an excuse for me to talk about my cat. Um, And I had this really, yeah, I had this really sort of beautiful, deep experience around. I would have dreams about him and I would have dreams about other people in my life saying, like, you should give up. He's dead. And I would wake up and I would like cry at my altar. And it was obviously clearly hitting deeper stuff around, you know, belief of yourself and like trust in who you are and what you're doing in life. And I did, I did ultimately always come back to after having these like dips that were of course, when I would dip down and be like, oh, he's dead. It would like all of my other hopes and dreams would attach to that moment and I'd be like, well, everything else is fucked too, which is, we tend to do that like as people, I think it's like, oh, all of it, all of it's good. It's just a wash. (laughs) Um, but would ultimately come back to like, no, I trust, like, I really, really trust this whole thing. And what I actually, the story that I, that I tell and that the meaning that I find is like, on my birthday, I had this crazy blow up where I I dealt with a lot of rage. And um, I like, yeah, my apartment was a mess and I wasn't really, I wasn't doing super well, but I also wouldn't have been able to collapse into that kind of a blow up if my cat was here. (laughs) Um, And that was interesting. And then shortly after that, he showed up and I, it was fascinating to see like how, how different of a place I was in from when he came to when he came back. And I also, yeah. One of the things is like, am I just, do, am I just working with my abandonment wound? Like, can I not, he, cause he loves, he loves me so much. And in the beginning, he was so like loving and affectionate. And I was like, Nope, this is too much, too much love. Let's get rid of this thing. And so there was all these different stories like swirling around in my head. Um, And now my cat is leading me through another initiation, which is the way he wakes me up in the middle of the night and he meows if he's awake and I'm not holding him. It's a lot. Codependency. Teachers come in all forms and shapes. Um, What did I say anyway? That's just an excuse to talk about studying. You think it's a
1: spiritual bypassing? I mean, it's just like, so I just don't, like, who am I? Who am I to tell you, no, your cat? And also, what is the alternative? I'm sorry. What is and the like, alternative? And what are you
0: even bypassing in that? What are you bypassing? No, I,
2: I really did just, like, make a joke so I can talk about my cat.
1: No, um, I know. We're not. We're using this as a really prime example yeah, of a yeah. way that someone could be like, no, your cat's just gone. And it's just like, okay, Ooh. you're just annoyed because you don't have this is,
2: an is Okay, cat. that's a good point. That's a good point. And I, yeah, I could be the queen. <laughs> I could be the queen of, I love, man, I love like really intricate, elaborate stories about life. And I think that that's like our, we get to do that yes. as humans. We get to create what we want it to mean. And it, for me, it it definitely always feels like this interesting relationship between collaboration and choosing your story there's something bigger that's moving Mm -hmm. through you and you get to choose stuff Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and it is an sort of an ultimate exercise in trust of self and trust that we do get to co-create our own reality like we get to come here and sprinkle the things on what we want and cook the other things Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I think that's always what I try and teach people is that like you don't know why the cat's gone (laughs) creating the story that he died is just as much a creation of a story as he's on a magical journey meeting fairies and elves and cooking mushroom soup and meeting an old lady you know they're both fucking stories because you don't know you don't know so I don't know I think when it comes to like going back to spiritual bypassing we can't tell someone what lives in their reality.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: someone wants to post on Instagram, I'm sorry, but if someone wants to post on Instagram that in their reality, this is what, you know, this situation equals this conclusion, I would say, thank you for letting me know that's how you feel. God bless. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not, I think that what Ani's saying is an important question, which is like, what is the point of holding other people accountable to our value systems? Um, you know, is it so that they can meet a standard that we want them to meet and that we think is quote unquote good? Um, you know, and, and, and why are we doing that? I just think like, The last time we talked about spiritual bypassing, I remember I said something about how it really annoyed women. People were like, choose love. And I was like, you're not saying what love is. And I still feel that way, but it with charged in a different way. Like, I, I really wish people would just, I really wish we asked instead of like, instead of throwing these terms at people or expecting things from people, just ask them more questions. Like, oh, how do you think that what, what you said connects to this? How has that been made true in your life? Where did you get that idea? Like asking more questions and stop like, and, and not so much like a accusation or holding people to a standard that they never asked to be held to. And I think that, you know, even in the example of someone, tell, like a spiritual person telling you, oh, this is what you're doing. like, I don't think them telling you is spiritual bypassing. I think you taking that on and then bypassing is the spiritual bypassing. Like that's the way that I see it in my brain is like spiritual bypassing is the process of an individual, uh, feeling in their system that something needs to be integrated, but spiritualizing their way out of it instead. I don't think that anyone can do it for you. And I don't think that anyone can undo it for you because it's a, it's a physiological kind of experience. Mm.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I, th- that's, mm. I'm trying to think, cause I'm, I mean, I've definitely seen people post things that read bypassy and it, and I felt like a contraction in my body when I saw it and it was about their own experience. Um, and because I I automatically assumed my first thought was like, oh my God, people are going to read this and they're going to think that they manifested their trauma. Like she wrote a post about how she attracted all of this sexual trauma um, and like she forgives herself for it. That's, That's essentially what the post was. And I was like, I read it and at first I felt concerned for her and I was like, hmm, it sounds like she's going through a hard time. Um, also, this feels a little bit irresponsible to post as a, as a coach herself um, who calls, who says she's trauma-informed. And, but also like there is so much there and it feels like, I mean, when we have total access to a human you know, and we're looking at these posts and these experiences and we have no fucking clue where they're at in their mind. Like people have posted things when they've been completely manic. People have posted things when they've been completely not okay. People post things when they're completely rock solid. People post things when, you know, they don't really think too much about it. So there's a lot here and you don't really know what's going on in someone's life. And you are talking to a human being, you know? And so I could have easily, in my body, I could have been like, you know, there's several options here. I could have been like, hey, are you okay? Or I could have commented on it and been like, this is highly irresponsible, you know? Or I could have messaged her and cussed her out. Or I could have mess, you know, there's so many different, a million one mm-hmm. different things that could have happened. But like, at the end of the day, like, this I read that and I was, and I felt in my body, I, I do think you can feel energy on social media to a certain extent. I read that this person is hanging on by a thread, like they're not okay. And I would find it not in my integrity to then bash this person, either publicly or privately. It was like, nobody posting that is doing great. I think, I mean, and that's my own projection and experience. And, um, yeah, I can only speak for my own self and my own belief and my own whatever. Maybe I'm completely wrong, Um, but it just doesn't feel right because you actually, like, so many of us are hanging on by a thread all of the time or, like, you know, you'd never know when that cycle is happening for someone. And, like, yeah, it just feels, like, so intense to, like, try and um, go to war, you know, go to war with it. I think curiosity is a magical, magical tool that we need to use more often. Um, Curiosity, questions, um, really being there to hear what's alive rather than try and guess and educate before you have an understanding of these things. Um, And then, you know, we talk about this literally every episode. It's like, it's your responsibility to filter through social media and what people are saying. You don't have to take on what anybody fucking says to you, you know? I do think that was irresponsible to post. And also, like, there's so much more to it than that. And this person turned out they weren't okay, you know, um, at all. So I don't know. I don't know where to really go from there. I mean, I find that to. Like, if I, I mean, if somebody said that to someone else, if someone was like, you manifested your sexual trauma, that would be a huge problem. I would, I would speak up about that and I would, you know, let them know that's like not okay if I witnessed it. Um, I've had people come to me and, and tell me that their teachers have said that to them and it's not okay. It's not okay to say that to someone else, but if you want to own it in yourself, like, Okay. You know, who am I to tell you?
1: Yeah, but I want to challenge that and say it's not okay to you.
0: Yeah, this is like I said, this is all my own belief and opinion. I do not think that's okay.
1: And I think that's what's really important for me is like, if something doesn't resonate with someone and being like, there's an alternative perspective to this. And that's what's so fascinating about social media is you can sort of see what's being um, circulated mm mm-hmm. and then and I think we talked about this last time we sort of had this conversation where it's like then you can be like oh if that's circulating I definitely want to put into the algorithm this other perspective you know this other opportunity for people to feel held and this other opportunity for people to feel like they have a space to go if that triggers them or makes them feel uncomfortable um I think that I'm just really aware of the way that savior complex complexes can can manifest and I think one of them is trying to save people from tripping over things like spiritual bypassing I think it's I think having the experience of, of spiritual bypassing myself was like one of the most important experiences that I've had in my spiritual journey where mm-hmm. I was like whoa I really have a choice here and I really see the way that if I take this road it could this could embed in my body and this could ruin me in a lot of ways, like my system to not address this and to to let this go on process. And so to not let people have that experience and instead to tell them what's good or bad or what's okay or not okay, or what is or isn't spiritual bypassing. And also the fact that we don't all have a common definition of what that means and then what to do about it. To me, it just becomes another word that we're using to call people out. It feels similar to me to calling people out and I think that's maybe my resistance to it, um, using it for other people. Yeah. I think I think if I were to approach someone posting, like, you manifested your trauma, um, instead of saying to the person who posted that, like, that's spiritual bypassing, which I know, An- Ani, I'm not speaking to you. I'm like, no, no,
0: I, I, I fully know.
1: I yeah. get what you're saying. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about what I would say. I think maybe for me, I would. Say like yeah, and also, this could lead to the experience of spiritual bypassing in your body and in your system and your life, and that can you know that can really lodge some trauma deeper uh, mm-hmm. than it needs to to be, um, and can be problematic. And so like you know, everything becoming a conversation and opportunity for further conversation instead of a shutdown. Yeah, to me is what feels better in my system. Um, yeah, yeah. I agree.
0: With yeah, that, actually. I think what you said about
1: curiosity is so so important and so necessary right now.
0: I mean, cuz we all have blind spots. I mean, I don't know about you guys, gals, <laughs> people, but like when I have spiritually bypassed myself, I didn't know I was doing that. I wasn't like a con- I'm gonna, I'm going to choose to spiritually bypass. It just feels true. So like people have fucking blind spots, you know, and like that's a part of being a human being is that you just don't see sometimes. You know, we're we're constantly trying to make meaning, sometimes the meaning's like not actually what we believe we're trying it out. We don't really know, you know, all of the things to like shut someone down in that space when they're already experiencing some, some sort of shutdown feels cruel to me. Um mm. And again, this has nothing – I'm not talking about people talking about societal injustices. I'm talking about specifically individual-based trauma. And um, yeah, I mean, I've, I've and I've seen this too many times. I, like I said, I've seen this too many times to like be really hot-headed about it because it breaks my heart when I see someone who has like – who comes to me and is like, I realized I've been shutting all of this down for so long, pretending that it's something it's not because it's too fucking much,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know? And like they, in order to get through it, they needed to do that. Like, it's really interesting, Julie, so that you said like you, you f- saw that you had a choice there. I feel like that takes such a level of like dedication and being on this path for a while to feel the difference. You know, a lot of people don't feel the difference. You just think like, oh yeah, that feels good. Cool. You know, like it doesn't, you're, we, no matter what your coping mechanism is, a lot of the time we don't even realize we're using our coping mechanisms. You know, like it can be really insidious. Mm -hmm. Um, Spiritual bypassing to me is a coping mechanism, you know, and um, we've earned those, man. We've earned those. Like, you don't have those for no reason. Um, And that doesn't mean that when you realize you're doing it to just, like, let it rock. I mean, you know, there's this thing that happens where when when it starts to come into your consciousness and you start this level of, like, safety in your body, in your life, you can really work with a new way. But, like, if you don't have any of the safety, if you have none of the structures in place and this is the only thing that you – that is feeling like it's okay – who the fuck am I to say stop doing it? If that's the only thing that's keeping you okay. I don't know. I don't know, Kelly. What do you think? I've been quiet for a while.
2: Um, I think it's interesting to think about. I was trying to think of the last time I've like commented on someone
0: else's post.
2: <laughs> if it's yeah. fascinating to.
0: Yeah, you just got muted. I now. just, I just accidentally muted you. I am the worst friend of all time. Okay. Hello. That's I was so like, enough. <laughs> just kidding. Um, go ahead. The last
2: time you. Yeah, I was just so, thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting how much we talk about Instagram specifically. Like that's fascinating. Obviously, our each of our kind of like parts of our work, or maybe all of it, is on is Instagram based in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. So I was thinking when was the last time I made a comment that was that was offering some sort of like other perspective and I yeah I don't I can't remember then I was trying to think what was the last post that I can remember that really like got me irked and it was when Russell Brand talked about um WAP the Megan the Stallion song with Cardi B and he was talking about how it's I don't even fucking remember what he said, but he was talking about how like this is just too much, like oh god, <laughs> it's not, it's like so salacious or something. He didn't say, it. but yeah, I was just like Jesus Christ. You don't think this is like spiritual gold, like what? And and he's interesting to me because of his um because of his past. So he was like drug addict, like I don't know if he called himself a sex addict, but he had he a lot did, of sex yeah. and like yeah, yeah. and. It was this wild, you know, out of control. and now he thrives with this really rigid, structured life and like disciplined spiritual practices, which like for me, my previous life was a lot more, yeah, constrained by my spirituality um, or the spirituality that I grew up with, and had, like I had sort of an opposite experience. so that now at this point in my life, I love, I love seeing salacious displays of sexuality like that kind of a thing is is beautiful to me and and I get annoyed like another post that he posted I love Russell Brand by the way for the record um he posted like Julisa, I think you sent it to me like pleasure is Something, contentment is sustainable. Saying yeah. that pleasure yeah, yeah, isn't, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh my God, that's so – that's the opposite of what I – like pleasure is a huge piece of uh, – it's like a huge goal. It's like maybe one, one of the foundational goals of my life is like just daily moment-by-moment moment pleasure. Um, yeah, so it's like I don't – I remember – I think I said something about – I don't know. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's like I – Totally understand that he's coming from this different place, and I don't, I also just don't care, I guess, to offer different things because it feels like if we're all walking around, we all knew that we're walking around with our own version of Earth. Why would we maybe say it's different if we knew that, like, well, what we're saying is like doesn't apply to their version of yeah. Earth? But all, I mean, we do need, like, this teacher that I'm that I have uh within the group that I'm in, we had like this discussion and people were talking and people of color were talking and and they came to like understand these huge blind spots that they have, which um was fascinating to watch and sort of like novel to see um played out. And so community was like very useful in that sense. And again, yeah, more this was more in relation to constructs that exist interconnectedly and like societally. Um, but that's just what I thought of is mm-hmm. yeah, like when have I felt? Do you feel like you felt triggered by that post, Ani?
0: Um, no, because I, I mean, to me, like, I mean, that wouldn't even, it's so far out of my belief system that I'm like, I, like, I didn't feel like it, what I felt was like a, not like a, I am, someone is coming like it didn't feel like an um. attack to my beliefs it didn't feel like an attack it didn't feel like anything like that and i feel like um that can be the case sometimes like people can feel like like um attacked by what somebody else is saying and you know sometimes that is an attack but anyway um in this experience it was more so just like I didn't feel triggered. I felt like, oh, I've seen this before. Um, I could be projecting my own experience onto this person, but like this reeks of just like not being okay right now. Um, and you know, I, Julie, so what you were saying about like a savior complex, like I definitely have like an overprotective nature. I wouldn't necessarily identify it as a savior complex, but I do feel the need to protect in a big way. Um, And so that was like, I'm like, okay, this person, I I need to show up for this person. I need to show up for the community. And, And then I'm like, you know what? But like, that's what I do every fucking day of my life. I just say the other thing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already saying it. So I don't really feel the need to like comment on it and be like, you are wrong. And here is why, right? Like, I give a different perspective every second of every day. I live it. I am this different perspective. You know, like, that's just how I operate. Um, So, yeah, to, like, make a big to-do about it felt a bit performative. I'm already doing it. You know, does that make sense? I mean, I'm kind of Mm -hmm. processing this out loud. So, like, I could be in a blind spot right now. Um, But I think, you know, we've talked about this outside of the podcast. I think it's – we all think it's important to be vulnerable in our processing and, like, forming our opinions publicly because there can be a lot of backlash when – you know, you're just, you're just kind of playing around with like, okay, well, what do I believe? Like, what are my beliefs? And they're subject to change at any given second, right? Because um, at one point I was like totally indoctrinated into the belief of like, you manifest your trauma. And, and give it, granted, I was younger and I didn't have a coaching business and I wasn't positioning myself as a leader in anything. I was just kind of like, you know, chilling and trying to understand why life was so fucking hard. Um, and this felt like some sort of, grasp of control it was control i like i mean what what else does a person who's experienced severe trauma want but some form of control an agency because that's in my experience my trauma came from not having any control or agency over my body hint hint you know so like i was like i really this feels empowering to me to have somehow chosen this because it felt way fucking better than life being so fucking terrifying that it can just happen For no reason, for no, you know, like I, you know, it just, it just felt okay when I was like, I was, you know, 19 years old. It felt like, okay, like I have something to hold on to now. If somebody tried to take that from me when I was younger, they couldn't, first of all, they couldn't get through to me. Secondly, like the way I saw people react if I were to tell them about this particular experience I like and, and having that kind of like pitied look or like talking to me differently or treating me differently. Like it felt so fucking good to be like I manifested, like I chose this and I can unchoose it and I can have some sort of like fucking thing here, right? Um, it felt like I could get my power back. It was the only way I could understand how to do that. Does that make sense? Um, so like that was in my in my definition of bypassing. That was bypassing but it also was like such a key to my healing process. And I eventually obviously undid that and sat with it and processed the other things. But like I was in like, it felt like a manifestation of like fight mode. Like it was like, that was me like claiming some sort of thing where I was like, it was this fire that I needed so I didn't fucking sink in the ocean of despair, you know, anyway, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I
2: resonate. I think both of you said this at one point, just the idea of people being where they're at and really needing to be where they're at, even if that's not great by your own state. It's like, it's very, I definitely identify, I've had a enormously blown out savior complex uh, in my life and definitely still, dance with it um but that you, you know when you're with a friend and maybe they're like dating someone and you can see it mm. that's like oh this isn't it <laughs> but they have to have that experience like they I've had I've gotten in debates with people like well what about like when are you going to tell your children to not do the thing because they're going to get hurt that's a whole different never mind. Mm. Rewind. like, are you going to tell your friend, Hey, this dude is blah, blah, blah. It's toxic or whatever. Like, or are you going to say, or are you going to like ask questions? Like, well, how do you feel about that? And Mm. it's definitely a, it's definitely a dance. There's no, even in this moment, as I'm trying to talk about it, like, would I say, Hey, this person's abusive? Like, would I say, I don't think I've ever been in quite that experience specifically, but Just the, it's the frequency of allowing someone their own life Mm -hmm. and their own path and being supportive and being, it's like, I definitely have moments where I've asked for both of your advice, but most of the time when we're relating, we're just sharing where we're at. And there's not a ton of medicine that can come from either of us telling the other about their experience experience i think there's a lot of richness that comes from talking about our own experiences yeah
0: yeah
2: like there and there's definitely we have we have a lot of lines that connect with throughout our three lives that are similar and but ultimately yeah we all we're all here to live our life
1: yeah i think the idea of telling one of you that you're a spiritual vibe bi- it's like why would And I just think using a, like, if you care about somebody, why are you using a fucking buzzword to communicate anything? Like, it bothers me even the idea of being like, that person is toxic. It's like, why don't you just say, it seems like the way that you feel Mm. around this person makes it, the way that you feel around this person makes me feel Uncomfortable and worried, and I'm yes, wondering if I'm yeah. projecting on you, or I'm wondering if that's something mm-hmm. that you want to talk with me about. Right? It's like using like that person. It's like why are you using a weird power differential where you're using this buzzword to yep. disempower me, basically? Like if Ani was coming up to me and she was like, "Well, I spilled coffee on my leg and I got a third degree burn, but it was like a spiritual thing because coffee," da, 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 da. I would be like, "You're spiritual bypassing." I'd be like, "Oh, like." you know, did you give yourself some time to like feel upset and like pain about that? Or, you know, how are you, how are you experiencing that, that, that experience of like being in pain in a human body, you know? So maybe I would just introduce that as like, you know, so for me, I just, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of these, like this, like word bank that we keep adding to to disempower and disenfranchise people and not give them the tools to come back from that. You know, Mm -hmm. like I think, you know, especially with, you know, some of the examples we've had, like, what if we just said the word like, Oh, it seems like, you know, it seems like maybe you haven't been introduced to this perspective before. Let me introduce you to it. It's just like, why aren't we, if we don't know a person well enough to have that much compassion for them, why are you speaking to them? I'm sorry, if you don't have anything to hold them accountable to, like a thing that they said they would be, a thing that they said they would do, a thing that they said that they are, to hold them accountable to, why are you wasting your ch- time trying to hold them accountable to something? Like you're wasting your time. Um, well, you're not. You're doing whatever you want with your time, which is beautiful. <laughs> but in in, in my mm-hmm. opinion, I'd be wasting my own time,
0: mm-hmm. and it
1: would be a waste of someone's time to try and do that to me.
0: Yeah. It's it's so interesting because like now that we're seeing it in this lens of like when someone's in their own experience, they're in their own experience and like I think we could like think by saying this to someone, we can bring them to their like come to Jesus moment or we can think that like, you know, others would see us in a different light and that feels good, hint, hint, mm. wink, wink. Um, and I think that's really interesting Um And, you know, and there's also, there's a way to do it. There's, there's a way to, um, share a different perspective. Like we've said that, that is not necessarily shutting down the other person, but like what this kind of reminds me of, Kelly mentioned it briefly is like, you know, I was in an abusive relationship at one point and people tried to tell me that that was happening and I could, I couldn't accept it because it was too scary. You know? And so what happened was I felt I was I I isolated myself from them. Cause I, I knew the they were who who, who, who tried it. to who was like that person is abusive. Um I had to hide, you know, that's what I felt. And I'm not saying this is everyone's experience, and I'm definitely not saying like don't speak up or anything like that. I'm just saying my lived experience was that and um yeah. like that can kind of happen, like when you're when you're in relationship to someone, and bringing this off social media. If someone in your life is like actively, you feel like they're bypassing something; they're not feeling what they're feeling. They make they might be like almost seeming like their feet aren't even on the floor. You know, um, that's a really good time to seek some sort of support for yourself to understand how to show up for that, because to shut someone down or to like say these big statements, like it is a gentle thing. It's a fucking gentle, it's a gentle dance. And support is so interesting. And like, you know, we were also talking before this about, um, the concept of, Emotional labor and friendships and like all this stuff and I personally have a lot to say about that But that's a whole different episode But like if you really love someone and and you're wanting to show up for them and you see this happening like it's it's a it's a big thing to navigate, right like I want to validate that because If you've said to someone like you're bypassing, you know, like there's no there's no shame in that It's so hard to figure out how to show up sometimes Especially when you see something like Mm -hmm. when someone's really fucking struggling You know, like when someone's really like, when you just genuinely don't know how to show up, like no one in my life at that point knew how to show up for, I was young, you know, like I said, I was 19. Like I didn't know, no one, no 19 year old knew how to fucking handle an abusive relationship. You know, like no one knew how to navigate that. Um, They did the best they could. And it's okay if you have, you know, shut someone down. Or like they felt shut down by some, even if like they said something benign, I'm sure I would have felt shut down anyway. Like you just never know. It's a tough thing to navigate. But this is like, this is the part of being human that is so tricky and we're going to fuck up we're going to fuck up, we're going to bypass. We're going to fuck up, we're going to shut someone down and not support them. We're going to fuck up, we're going to call someone out in this big way and like they could be hanging on by a singular thread in their life. We're going to fuck up. We're going to be posting things online when we are hanging on by a thread like trying to make sense of the world and seeking some sort of validation that like maybe mm-hmm. this is true, right? Being a human is so messy. I just wish we could stop punishing. It's quite so hard. And I wish so deeply that like the energy of compassion can be a bit more present or just curiosity because we like to think we have it figured out and we haven't even fucking scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, we talked about this last episode. We just started figuring out what the fuck trauma is and how it actually (laughs) impacts the body and the mind can we relax for two seconds? Like, can we just like, can we just like soften just slightly? Um, Yeah. It's, it's really like, and especially that it became spiritual bypassing became a buzzword. Mm -hmm. It's been like so intense and like people are like, you know, and it's also like buzzwords, it gets you followers, it gets you reposts, it gets you shares. Like we're also, we have like different, um, what's the term? Like uh, dogs in the fight? Sometimes, you know, like mm-hmm. that's a horrible, that's a horrible thing to say. Skin in the game. That also feels weird. What the hell that yeah, mean? Yeah, but it's more
1: personal and less animal-y.
0: Can, what's another phrase for that? We have other intentions. Cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> other motives. So I don't know. I'm just saying like it's something worth being curious about. Like, you know, what, what is the risk and benefit of what you're doing? What's, what are you making this mean? it's a great question to ask all of the time. Like, what am I making this mean? This just happened. What am I making this mean? You know? Um, and then feeling into like what any sort of like, what are the repercussions of what you're doing? Like it's consequence, you know? Like what are the consequences? What are the potential consequences? How can you handle this in a way that reflects who you want to be in the world? You know? Um, and if that's, you know, whoever you want to navigate that, it's none of my damn business, but have fun.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, just to sort of wrap it up, I think, you know, the the fact that these terms have been coined is because they're they're an easy way to reference a complex experience and have a shared understanding. So I get it, you know, like even the term racism, right? It's like there's a really complex thing and a complex emotional experience that's happening behind a racist quote-unquote encounter. Uh, or a spiritual bypassing, quote unquote, experience. And so we've used these, we've created these terms to understand that we're having a shared experience of this thing, when they become weaponized or when they become ways that we, uh, ways that we forget how to acknowledge the complex experience and process that's happening when we use these buzzwords or terms, then that to me is when it becomes really dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think with using any buzzword, any, any word that tries to use a past experience to understand a present experience rather than describing what's actually happening, just be mindful, be mindful of, of, of what your, yeah, what your intention is, um, you know, and Maybe you do it anyway, but at least you do it with, with some sense of choice and some sense of um, uh, responsibility and accountability to yourself and your own integrity and values.
2: Meow. Mm. Yeah. Meow.
1: Well, this was another episode of Fun But Heavy. And I think we did a good job. Of I'm like
0: exhausted
1: <laughs> expressing ourselves. I'm going to go eat chips and guac now. So cute. And probably watch Harry Potter for the 16th time in my life. (laughs) In English. In English this time. Love it.
0: Love it. Thank you for joining. Yeah. Um, And listen up, my loves. If there is a topic you want us to discuss Mm. or you have a perspective that you want us to talk about, we would love it. Send yep. us a message on Instagram. I think that's the best way to get in contact with or us. email. Or email so me at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, and just let us know what you think. I mean, this can absolutely be a dialogue. Like, it's really important. Like I said, like let's get let's get curious. So um, we love you and also like please uh, give us a rating and a review. Um, it really helps us to continue this amazing experience so we love you very yeah. much
1: we're also on we also are pinning on pinterest we're tweeting on the Twitter, and we are gramming on the instagram so find us anywhere there these conversations have- are meant to start the conversation
2: yeah. not to end it
0: God bless. beautiful love you excellent
2: excellent goodbye